the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, I am grateful for you, and I am grateful that we get to be together, but guess what? Being grateful is not really common, is it? This is one of the things I am grateful for, but I'm not always full of gratitude. We are in a series, the second part of this series on gratitude. And today we want to look at the 10 lepers because nine, they, they forgot to say thanks. They forgot to come back. They forgot to go back to the Lord. But, you know, the one was amazing. And we want to be like that. We want to challenge ourselves. We want to grow. We want to keep thriving in the Lord. And one of the best ways that we can do that is to have a heart of gratitude, to have an attitude of gratitude. And so I've been talking about that at the church next door, and I want you to listen to this message. You know, in the meantime, sometime today, I need you to invite someone else to listen to Simply for Women. Bring a friend along because all of us need a partner in crime, so to speak, to have our attitude in check with the Lord. Listen in. I had a really bad case of the grumps when I was in seventh grade. I was very ungrateful to my parents because I wanted Jordache jeans, or I would have been fine with Gloria Vanderbilt jeans. And, you know, a lot of people had parachute pants. Those were like the bomb, the parachute pants, the zippers. They were so cool. I had none of those. And I was this tall in the seventh grade. And so my jeans were getting shorter and shorter. And I'd go to school and they'd say, hey, hey, Jennifer, are you ready for a flood? <laughs> ready for a flood? Oh, oh, mom, I have to get some new, new jeans. This isn't working. And when you're in seventh grade, that is your whole entire world, right? And I was, I was just so ungrateful. I had a pair of black flats and I had a pair of green basketball high top tennis shoes and and I was ungrateful that those were my only two options and one day I loved to help in the principal's office and we you know you run errands and you you get to help the secretaries so one day my ungrateful grumpy self I'm in the principal's office working and I see a guy named Roger and he is in our class we only had 45 in this class he has, I noticed, he had on some funky, like, plaid polyester pants. I'm like, what are those? And um, so here we are, and I'm in the, in the, he's embarrassed. Like, why are you in the office? Why are you in the office, you know? And the nurse is bringing a basket, and in the basket there were soaps and combs and hygiene products and gift cards. And she was sitting Roger down and explaining to him, hygiene and and this kind of thing and so I kind of you know went away let them but I I remember thinking oh 
I'm so ungrateful. And here Roger's in here for soap. And so I went home that day a different person. And I chose that I was going to be grateful. And I also chose I was going to be a friend to Roger. And I want you to know, all through high school, he never, ever gained friends. But all through high school, I would see Roger. And I would say, hey, Roger. And he said, hey, Jennifer. And we would talk and we would chat in the hallway. And he was my buddy. And if I saw him today and he saw me today, we would high five. And and God changed my gratitude level. And it, you're, you're not too young to have your gratitude going for you. It, there's no respecter of our age. If we're young, if we're old, gratitude is something that we want to generate in our life. So the next point, so once you have this in your head and you've made a choice and you're grateful for the stuff and the external, it begins to trickle into your heart. And deep in your heart is where you begin to give thanks. God wants us to be a thankful people But thanksgiving is really about the people. It's all about the people. It's not about the stuff. It's not about the food. It's not about the external. It says in Psalm 100, to enter his gates with thanksgiving, to enter his courts with praise. Oh, I forgot the other barrier. Sorry. We got to back up. I'm sorry. Okay. That's the important one. We're in when you have the grumps and you have pain, then what do you do? How are you going to have gratitude if you have physical pain? How are you going to have gratitude if you have emotional pain? What are you going to do? Well, when you are in that place, you're going to lean in to Jesus. This is when you have to totally rely on his word. You have to say God's word is true and I'm going to press through it. Maybe God is disciplining you. He's disciplined me and it's not fun. Um, maybe God is challenging you or testing you, but you're, maybe it's just, it's just life, but you're in pain. I remember sitting in a rocking chair and I just cried and cried, God, I just cannot forgive. You don't understand God. How could I forgive? This was too hard. This was too painful. This is, you're asking too much of me. You know, you think your pastor's wife life is perfect and just this, no, No, there's been some emotional pain. There's been some heartbreak. And I've had to lean into Jesus and say, God, I want to be grateful anyway. Because, you know, when you're in emotional pain, you can't see all the good stuff. You know, you don't even see what's happening in your life that's positive because you're in so much pain. And if, if that's you, I want you to know Monday night, tomorrow night, we're going to talk about rejection. About 25% of Americans face deep rejection. And so we're going to really delve into that emotional pain tomorrow night. And then the following week, Kim Davis is going to talk about forgiveness. But you don't want to stay there. It's a season. And you want to press into God. Don't get mad at him. Don't push him away. This, When you're in that emotional pain, he wants to link arms with you and be close to you and say, we're going to have gratitude anyway. I am with you. I want to comfort you. It says that Jesus is the God of all comfort and compassion, and he is, and he wants to do that. You know, we don't always understand, but when we are in those places, we still have to choose gratitude in our mind despite the pain that's happening. So, okay, now we're going on now to giving thanks in our heart. Like I said, it was about people. 
And Psalm 100 says to give thanks, to enter his presence with thanksgiving. Have you ever just hit this prayer wall? You're praying and nothing. It is flat. You know, you're, it just hits that roof. Well, this is the little secret. You just get your list out. And I do. I, I write a, a list, a journal, and you begin to walk the house, walk the property. And, and I, I do. I'm, I'm physical with this. I have to put my hands in the air. I mean, that leper, he bowed down. I have to get physical. And I, I go through my list. God, I thank you. I thank you for this person. I thank you for that person. I thank you for this car. I thank you. I go through the list. And all of a sudden... He's there. You can feel him. You're like, oh, wow, because you have entered in to his presence. That's the beginning point. And so start there. And then as your heart, it's going to begin to open to people. Let's look at this. This is Paul to the Corinthian church. And then again to the Ephesian church, he says, all this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. And then Ephesians 1, 15. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in all my prayers. You know, if you lose your why, you're thankful you're going to lose your way. In your marriage, if you lose your why, why did I marry this person? You're going to lose your way. You have to say, I'm thankful that I married you. I'm thankful for this about you, that characteristic in you. I love the way you drive. I love the way you cook. I love the way. And so if you lose your why, you're going to lose your way. We can't lose why we're thankful. And especially we're entering into the Thanksgiving season. Think about why. As I said before, you are never too old to give, to be thankful, and and to love people. My grandmother, and I think I have a picture of her. This is her 80th birthday. Um, Yeah, there she is. Oh, I love her. And there's when my boys were little. That's her 80th birthday party. She was an amazing example of this Thanksgiving in your heart. And she had lived in the same home 54 years She was married 45. They let her stay on the farm, sold all the acreage, but she still had five acres. And one day she had, she had to move to assisted living and it was really difficult. I said, grandma, I'm going to come see you. She said, well, I won't be home till four. I said, till four, you don't drive. She said, well, I'm going, I'm at work. And I said, grandma. And she said, just come at four. So I came at four and I realized my grandma was taking care of another grandma down the street every day until four. She wasn't getting paid for it, but she called it her job. And they picked her up and drove her down the street every day, nine to four. She cooked and she loved on them, changed sheets, whatever they needed. And so she she had so much joy on that farm. And the thought of moving to assisted living two hours away in Louisville just broke her heart. She said, this is almost harder than losing grandpa. And so when I went home, I said, okay, I'm going to make her a box. And every month I mailed her a box to the assisted living and a a wreath for her door. And I, you know, I would send her gifts. And one day grandma called me and she said, okay, 
I'm out of it. I'm over my emotional pain. And I you don't need to keep sending me these boxes. And I said, I don't. What are you doing? And she said, well, I've got a job. And I said, you do? She said, I'm, I'm delivering meals on wheels. And I said, but grandma, you can't drive. <laughs> How do you do this? She said, oh, I have a cart. And I go up and down the nursing home. And she'd made friends. And oh, she was so beautiful. You know, my entry table, it's, it's literally this long and maybe this wide. That was her Thanksgiving table. And we would gather. When I look at it, I mean, it's my entry table. But in my mind as a kid, that was a place everybody gathered around that table with that good food. It was about the people. And now I see it. It was just a little kitchen table. And so it's about the people. It's about in your heart. And that's life. When you are thankful for the people around you, you begin to live And so the next section of our generosity lifestyle has to do with giving. And, you know, when Doyle said, oh, we're in the, you know, we're in the giving series, I thought, oh, can I get fired up about giving? Yes. Yes, I can. I can. Because this is exciting. This, you know, it solves so many problems in our lives. It really does. The first thing that you have to do to have a lifestyle of generosity is to look for the need. You know you're arriving when you are giving and it's not what you have to do, it's what you want to do, then you're starting to get into this generosity lifestyle. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.